Mark chapter 9. Because, you know, when Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes, it was around the miraculous or a healing or a deliverance taking place. And Jesus had just come down from praying on the Mount of Transfiguration. You can read that in verses uh, 1 through 12, right in there, 1 through 13. But verse 14, and he came to the disciples. He saw a great multitude around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately when they saw him, all people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? He wanted to know why the scribes were fussing and arguing and disputing with his disciples. Well, one from the crowd speaks up in verse 17 because he was the, he was the reason that uh, they were arguing. And notice why they were arguing. This, this, that the father of the boy that they brought, that had been brought, you're going to see why they were fussing. Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit and wherever it seizes, it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So it was like an epileptic seizure. And then it says, so I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. Hmm, what do you mean they could not? Now that is a real problem because Jesus goes on to say, Oh, faithless generation. He's talking about his disciples. He's saying, You bunch of faithless people, what is wrong with you? How long am I going to be with you? How long do I have to put up with you? Bring him to me. Now, some important things are brought out here. Number one, the father brought the boy to the disciples and the disciples failed to get this boy delivered. And even though they failed to get this boy delivered, Jesus said, what did he say? Well, I understand it, boys. You know, you can't always get your prayers answered, and you can't always have success when you cast out demons. Of course, you know, only I can really do this. Uh, that's why you failed. Is that what Jesus said? No. Did Jesus say, well, sometimes it's just not the will of God, and uh, that's why uh, people aren't delivered sometimes. Is that what he said? No, he actually rebuked them. He said, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Now, notice that Jesus didn't reject. Now, this is an important lesson. You have, to, you have to get this. Just because somebody doesn't receive healing does not mean that it's not the will of God that they be healed. What happened here? They brought this man, brought his son to the disciples of Jesus, and they couldn't cast it out. They couldn't do it. Did you see that? That's what the scribes were arguing and fussing about with them. It doesn't say what they were arguing and fussing with them specifically, but because of what it says here, you can understand that they were arguing and fussing about the fact 
that the disciples could not cast him out. Are you getting that? Now, this is important because <laughs> a lot of people fuss and argue over the same thing. If uh, somebody doesn't get healed, oh, they'll argue and fuss with you. They'll talk about, well, maybe it's not the will of God. Well, uh, um, uh, maybe uh, God's teaching them something through that disease. Or maybe uh, they need to learn a lesson. Or, or this is God's test. Or some other piece of junk and trash, which is not biblical. Now, I'm reading to you the scripture. I'm reading to you the Bible. What do you stand on to say those dumb statements, if you say them. I'm not saying that everybody that's hearing me says that. I know you don't. But if there is somebody that's hearing this and you have said things like that, what are you standing on? We're supposed to be, this is our manual of instruction called the Bible. Tell, I'm here to tell you that nowhere in the New Testament, nowhere in the ministry of Jesus do you ever hear Jesus say, tell anybody that you have to keep your sickness or disease or your whatever, you know, your physical impediment. You got to keep it because God is teaching you with that or because it may be the will of God. And uh, we just never know if it's the will of God for people to be healed. Well, all of that is a lie. You never hear Jesus say that to anybody. You never see him act in any other way except to bring deliverance to the people. When people would come to him for deliverance, he would act and minister to them. Well, now here they brought this boy to the disciples and the disciples couldn't do it. Let me just share this with you. This same story is, you'll find it, I believe it's in... Um, You'll find it in Matthew chapter, what is it, chapter 17? I believe it is chapter 17. Let me see. I'm looking for it in my Bible. I don't have it in my notes. Yeah, it's chapter 17 of the book of Matthew. And it says the same thing. They brought him to, to the disciples, and the disciples could not cast him out or couldn't cure him. In, in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 16, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. And then Jesus said the same thing. He wasn't happy about the situation. He didn't like it. He called them faithless. And here in Matthew, he called them perverse. Whoa. Now, why is that? Why? What was perverted about it? Well, that's Matthew chapter 17. Go back into Matthew chapter 10. Now, folks, I'm being led by the Holy Ghost in this. I don't have uh, notes on this. I'm just uh, teaching you out of my spirit, according to what the Holy Spirit has given me on this day for you. So listen up, because Matthew 17, they could not cast him out. But now notice Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and they heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Jesus gave them power to cast out demons and to heal the sick, all the sick, and all the diseased and infirm. Amen. And actually, if you'll go back in here, you'll find out that they rejoiced. They came back and they rejoiced because 
demons were subject to them and people were being healed left and right. And they got happy about it. So they did have authority to cast out devils. They did have the right to heal the sick in his name, in his power, and in his authority. Just like we do today. Jesus said, in my name. Well, uh, in my name, if you'll study that out, the word name also means authority. It's talking about his, pre- his authority, his presence, and power. And he said, in my name, in my authority, you'll cast out devils. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. He said, in my name, you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So we have the right and we have the authority to cast out devils just like they did. But now notice here, they failed to do it. They couldn't do it. And Jesus said, man, you faithless bunch. So what does that tell you? That tells you that faith is involved in casting out spirits, evil spirits, and in healing the sick. Faith is involved. Jesus called them here faithless. Well, how could they have been faithless? Well, I'll tell you how they could have been faithless. They were out there ministering and ministering and ministering and never stopped to have a fellowship, time of fellowship and prayer with the Father and spending time uh, before God and rehearsing the Word in their lives and speaking the Word to themselves and singing to themselves in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. They were faithless. They They weren't doing that. Now, how do I know that? Well, when Jesus rebuked the spirit and it came out of the boy and they asked him, Lord, why couldn't we do it? In verse 28, Jesus said, this kind comes out, but nothing but prayer. Well, how come Jesus didn't stop and pray? Because he had already been in prayer. How do we know that? Well, you go back into the ninth chapter of Mark and you'll see that he was on the Mount of of Transfiguration. And Luke chapter nine, verse 28 says he went up there to pray. He had already spent time with the Father. One translation says that this kind, because they add this, but a lot of a lot of, of the Greek texts do not include the last part of this verse 29. This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. How come you don't see Jesus uh, stopping and fasting? I mean, if it was included in the Greek, but uh, a lot of the textual evidence proves that it wasn't in this particular verse. But uh, some Greek texts that have survived do have prayer and fasting here. But now, you don't see Jesus stopping to pray and fast. Why not? Well, he had already been doing that. He had already been preparing to minister. I wish I had time to get into this because this is one of the reasons that a lot of ministers are powerless. Because they don't prepare to minister. And this is what Jesus is here talking about about preparation time for ministry by spending time with the Father, spending time around the Word, fellowshipping with Him, talking to the Father, allowing the Father to talk to you, and fasting sometimes, which means going without food at times in preparation to minister. We see that Jesus did this often in His ministry. He would go up into the mountain to pray. There's a lot of scripture that talk about this. You can read uh, probably five or six different references in the Gospels where you see Jesus going off by himself, maybe more, to pray. What do you think he was doing? Preparing the minister. 
That's what he was doing, getting the mind of the Father, finding out what the Father wanted him to do, finding out where the Father wanted him to go. That's what he was doing. And thank God he was prepared. He was telling the uh, disciples, the reason you guys were faithless is because you didn't spend any time in prayer. You didn't spend any time in the Word. You were just banging around out there. And he had been spending time before the Father. He had prepared. And thank God he cast that spirit out. 